Jack, you're just giving me shit because I was slurping my coffee and then I swished it around in my mouth and she just looked at me like she was disgusted. Yeah, definitely <laughs> disgusted. And uh, also, I can't even tell you how important sound is in a podcast. <clears throat> there you go. Cough it out. I'm a big believer that you gotta you gotta slurp a little bit and you gotta you gotta intake your food or your coffee with your mouth open just Gross. a little bit because you gotta let the air in and you gotta not let true. it. You're you not gotta, a big believer of that. You gotta let it. It enhances the taste. So if you just chew with your mouth closed and your nose plugged and all this stuff, you can't really get the full, the full enjoyment of a meal or a drink. Don't say that. If you when you say stuff like that, it just makes the like the murder, the potential murder, so much more obvious. Like who murdered you? Everybody's gonna come right after me. Okay, so let's move on into uh, what you're what you're doing right now and uh, what we're doing right now. It's kind of like rebranding. I guess, in a sense. But let's talk about rebranding. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, about to take a trip. About to go. Um, cousin recently bought a restaurant. Got this restaurant that um, was taken over from a previous previous owner. And, you know, the more we started going through it, um, the more we uncovered that, you know, a lot a lot needed to be transitioned and transformed. And, and right now we're in the process of ripping up the entire kitchen, ripping up the whole restaurant from the inside out, kind of redesigning a little bit, you know, using the bones and the structure as it was, but we're, we're rebranded and, and we're, we're redoing the interior right now. We're going to transform the restaurant. So we're going to go there and uh, rebuild the bar now. And we're going to, um, you know, kind of design the inside and, you know, we're making t-shirts and we're just kind of uh, starting to build this story from the ground up and what this can be. And, you know, I've always been you know, big into restaurants. I worked in restaurants my whole life, and um, so to me, this is really exciting and personal. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So, uh, just for anybody who is has never listened to one of our shows, that sound is uh, our our rescue pigeon, Frankie. She flies whenever we talk because she gets really excited when we're having a conversation. As as does the audience, I am sure. So, let's talk about rebranding a restaurant. So. <laughs> I th- I think that this is really difficult because <laughs> there's you know there's going to be so you're dealing with locals mm-hmm. you're dealing with a very specific audience you're not dealing with the masses and you're not dealing with too many new new people who have never heard of the restaurant mm. and so what do you have to do in order to make them trust you again yeah it is interesting I think you know you get both right I think uh, we when we first took it over it's kind of like all these people were like oh it's terrible like you know i love this place that was my spot this is where i go all the time um this sucks like what's going to happen now what's it going to be and who are the new owners are we going to like them and all this kind of things and um and so it's it's really tough to kind of win you know the trust back of of these people that have been loyal to a certain place for a long time and i think what it really just comes down to is you know uh, handling everybody with care and honesty and, and, and transparency and, and kind of, uh, you know, assuring them that, that this is going to be a great experience. We're going to put our everything into it and, um, and make some, make some great, great stuff, um, by, you know, making sure the food is always excellent and making sure the experience and the environment is excellent. How do you get them there? 
Yeah, well, I mean, right now, there's been a lot of this back and forth of people just not really sure what's going to happen. The restaurant's closed down. It's in transition. It's not even open at the moment. So there has been people reaching out, um, you know, by phone and on social media. We, you know, put up a new page and people have been like, when are you opening? What's going to happen? What's going to... So it's really just kind of direct communication, a lot more direct communication because there is a lot of built-in customers and fan base already from the process of rebranding the whole restaurant and kind of taking over a place that was already run by previous owners. You know, it's, it's a lot of a lot of people stopping by and showing showing up, right? And and realize that oh, the restaurant's closed, and so you know we gotta end up kind of informing them with signage, you know, at locally, um, and and kind of put up you know coming soon signs, and then we have to start to you know put this page up, so, you know, hey, we have a we have a Facebook page, follow us here, or we have you know a new website, check us out here, and we just need to kind of keep them going with the entire story and let them know what is actually going on. Now you mentioned Facebook rather than Instagram. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to Facebook and, and the power and the value of Facebook. I think uh, Facebook is, is actually, is actually you know, very powerful. And it, it's, it's, it's the platform that kind of runs all the other platforms when it comes to Instagram and, and, all, and, and threads and whatever else it is. I mean, you obviously have the other social media platforms as well. But I think Facebook is that, is that local platform. It's a lot more easy to get in touch with the people that you know are local to that area and and in the in the age range and the diversity in the age range and 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 people that are on facebook still you kind of you have everybody from you know young to you know a lot older and these people that uh that are involved in their town you got facebook marketplace you got you got um you know local groups that uh you know local to that area that um that are looking for new restaurants and new things in that area it's just a lot more targeted uh, whereas Instagram, I think, is you know a lot more a lot more branded, a lot more curated, and, and is a little bit more. How do you get I followers think, to your Facebook page? That's interesting. I think you know what we're experiencing right now too is um, is by it's a lot of word of mouth, and I think you know anything, any great marketing is word of mouth. So we end up you know just kind of telling one person um, what we're doing, and, and they kind of share it with the next person. And especially since it is a local groundswell, and people are looking forward to new things in that area they start to share it with all their friends i've noticed at least on facebook where a lot more people are tagging tagging their friends and like we gotta go check out this place so we gotta go see what's going on with this so i can't wait till this new place is open wow we, we've been eating something like a new a new restaurant in this area you know it's you know things are getting stale so i'm noticing a lot more chatter and conversation at least on facebook when it comes to people just naturally kind of sharing because again it's it's the local community talking Right now, if it was, if this was a more global restaurant, um, it'd be interesting to kind of see how that would play out because then there's locations everywhere. And I think then you have to go location by location to really kind of hit those audiences in that mark, in that marketplace, um, to kind of, to kind of spread awareness in the brand. It's less of like you were saying earlier, it's a local brand and, and there's, and you're dealing with a specific audience and you're even going to like, you know, talk to the audience the way that they would, you know, like to be talked to. It's, it's not as, uh, each place that you go. I'm not trying to get anybody from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's, and that's an interesting thing, right? So if it was like some, a restaurant in California be. versus a restaurant in Massachusetts, like people are completely different in a way. A lot of people are the same, but a lot of people are completely different. So right. the way so that like you talk to people. A restaurant like in New York, in New York City or in Los Angeles, you might actually want to speak to somebody in Ohio to get their interest and get them on board with the restaurant that you have. It's not necessarily local. Because those places are such tourist destinations. That's it. Yeah, that's true. And so they might be coming there for the chef. Yeah. Like 
that great chef or the really cool atmosphere yeah. or that top 10 places to visit when you visit LA or whatever. Sure. But maybe, maybe not right now for this place. Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, this is Tiverton in Rhode Island. Um, so, you know, a lot of people know Rhode Island and, uh, you know, you got to travel through there sometimes to, to get to other places in Massachusetts, you know, the airport, you know, around that area. It's funny because the other day I was hearing somebody talk about like, oh, I had to fly into Providence to, to get to this place. And what the hell is Providence? And what am I doing here? I thought I was going through Boston. That's what so, I, that's, that, that, that was my feeling. That's I'm, from, of... I'm from larger, a larger state. Every, yeah. every state I've ever been, I've ever lived in was large. And then you fly into like these little places. They're just on the outskirts of big cities. Yeah, it was Tom Brady. He was like, when I first came in, I was going to play for the Patriots. I thought I was going to fly into Boston. Then I flew into this Providence, Rhode Island. I was like, where the <laughs> hell am I? And then I had to go to like Foxborough and all this kind of stuff. And it was just really interesting to just hear his story and his first experience coming from, you know, somewhere like, you know, where he grew up in California to now, you know, live on the East Coast and, you know, everything. Yeah, it, it is interesting. It's just, uh, it's a it's a lot more local market, and I'm having a lot of fun with it because it really is um, talking. It, it feels like you're talking to a group of a group of friends, or it feels like you're talking to people it's individually. Direct. It's very direct, which direct is which marketing. is kind of interesting. And 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 you're gonna have to you're gonna have to handle that with with you know with uh with care because you know everybody talks and everybody's everybody's in the area and and uh and, and things spread very quickly so and it's going to be interesting when we open it up and and there's uh you know somebody has you know, a bad burger that they don't like or somebody has a whatever that it's like it's going to be very interesting to see how things go and then also again flip when when things are really great and you put the love and care into the work and into the food that you're that you're offering um you know it's also going to spread quickly of word of mouth but this place is great and can't wait to try this and that and blah 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 so you just kind of put in that effort into curating everything from the menu to the environment that you're going to be walking into to the entire experience is uh, is very important so it's just like branding any other kind of business in a way it's just one piece at a time and making each piece is as great as it can be so with this kind of restaurant so this is what what are you actually doing to rebrand it? Are you changing the menu? Are you? Oh, oh okay. Go ahead. Yeah, everything. So everything. Shaking your, shaking your head yes yeah. does not help my podcast. Yeah, every everything's <laughs> changed. Literally everything has changed. This place was, you know, this place, uh, you know, had some things like like some nachos and some things and a lot of stuff out of the bags and, and a lot of stuff that just kind of came from like local distributors that was already almost like pre-made in ways. A lot of frozen stuff. Um, you know, they were even serving like. My microwave popcorn, you know what I mean, for a little bit, and so this just like that was like one of their things, like oh, dollar microwave popcorn. It's like this is none of that. Well, at least it, they weren't charging <clears throat> a, a heap load for it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's nice of you. I appreciate yeah. that. Either way, so it's like it's just you know nothing wrong with with a lot of these things, and and people seem to like it, but the quality control and what you can control when you're putting things out there wasn't necessarily you know something that we wanted to offer. You know, coming from you know, cooking backgrounds and, and my cousin's a chef and, you know, he's moved to Brazil and they own bakeries and, and, uh, you know, his sister's a, a, an incredible baker and, you know, went to baking school and all this kinds of stuff. So it'll be a great, de, de, yeah, night wife's a nutritionist. So there's just a lot, a lot of like passion. I mean, we grew up in the restaurant business. We've all worked at restaurants. Like I was working from dishwasher. You to guys cooking. owned a restaurant together. <clears throat> we owned a seafood restaurant together in, in Colorado where we're shipping fresh seafood from the boats because our family were fishermen. So right from the boats, from from uh, Massachusetts to Colorado, we'd get seafood out there within 24 hours. So there's just a lot of food passion that comes from our family. You know, I grew up, you know, working, 
and pizza restaurants or, you know, frying fish and all these kind of things, working at a country club where, you know, we would we'd serve uh, big weddings and parties and my Don't cousin, my, Chinese food. My, and my, my mother runs some Chinese restaurants and things like that, a bunch <laughs> of them that people really like back there as well. So um, Ying Dynasty that people really, really love. I so, don't think I realized how much <clears throat> this was in your blood. Food. We just love food. I mean, and again, like their, their parent, my, my cousin's dad and whatever still has his bakeries out in Brazil right now. And it's interesting because it's called Boston Bakery in Brazil. So there's just a lot of food, is you know, a lot of food in the family, and, and food's been a big part of our life. You know, it's like every time we come together, we get together as a family, it's all about food. It's all about eating. You know, it's all about cooking and, and some of these local things that we like to have. So, you know, when we go to these different restaurants and we try some of the food, whether it's, you know, like uh, like something I grew up eating, like a shrimp Mozambique, and we go to other Portuguese restaurants back home, it's like, oh, man, shrimp Mozambique that uh, Judy made was just is the best like why don't we offer that at our restaurant because it's like feel like it's better than everybody else's you know you have to come and try it, it for yourself it is. so i think it's just it's some of these things where it's just like you know let's just let's just do it you know what i mean and, and my cousin found this great lot and this great building that was ready to you know that the owners just wanted out and wanted to be done with it so you know he's like I jumped on it and took it over he called me he's like i got this restaurant i, I bought this restaurant and uh, i'm doing a restaurant now and it's like before that, he had just, you know, bought a bunch of, like, uh, construction equipment and, like, Kabotos and, and, and uh, what do you call it, backhoes and all that kinds of stuff and was doing that in the summer. So it's all of a sudden a huge transition. Be like, I just bought another restaurant. Let's do this. And so it's, uh, it's exciting. So just in my passion coming from design and, and marketing and all that, just exciting to even just put mood boards together on Pinterest like we're doing right now. Like, what the hell is this place going to look like? You know, what are the lamps going to look like? What are the things in the bar? What are this working with mid-journey to like kind of like put some concepts together and and, and what what are these things going to look like? And it's just a lot of fun. Like, what do the T-shirts look like? What are they going to say on them? Right. Like, what's this personality going to going to have that just makes that just makes everybody excited um, to be a part of the experience and want to share it. So, again, every touch point from the sign when you first walk in the door to the T-shirt to, you know, how the people are represented to the cocktail program or the drink program to the desserts and, and all these kind of things is just, is just again, it's a lot of work, but it's building one thing at a time and making everything as shareable as possible. You know, I kind of feel bad now because um, I, so I, I need to explain some things to anybody listening. Dave, when Dave... When Dave gets a client, he he gets really excited and he deep dives in like all this research and he starts like buying the product and, you know, really like really, really like going into the fan base. I mean, it could be Pepsi. It could be I mean, it could be a candy. It could be a food. It could be it could be a lot of things. And um, I'm not going to get into all of the things that you've ever worked on, <laughs> but it's every single time he comes home like excited and almost to the point of like he wants to get involved now in that type of business and so when his cousin was like oh i bought a restaurant and then dave just went like to town and he was so excited about the restaurant and all this stuff i was like oh jesus christ here we go again we're gonna open up a restaurant like and that's like my worst nightmare my worst nightmare is a perishable product (laughs) that i have to manage and take care of and uh and clean 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 all that cleanup at restaurants so like it's like my worst nightmare restaurant is not my first choice of a job it sounds dreamy it sounds you know idealistic but it's not my first choice and so um i've been kind of giving dave some shit like we're not opening a restaurant we're not 
we're not opening another you know like that's not yeah. that's not in the plans but i i until we had this talk i mean it's kind of like therapy for us i guess it was like couples therapy because <laughs> until we had this talk i was like oh it's actually in your blood i didn't realize how much rest the restaurant business was in your blood so i apologized <laughs> i mean look we like we like to cook or, even even every day when we're cooking in the kitchen know, it's like we like to cook it's like we have to eat every day I, my brain i consider myself a smart person but my brain has never put this together. This is the importance of having a third party in, in the conversation. You know, somebody else who can tell you, like, what you're missing. Because I'm so inside this box that I I can't believe it. I'm so sorry. Like, Thank you all for helping break us, break us down and, <laughs> and contribute to... I've been wrong. I've been wrong about so many things. You should be excited. And I should be listening to you a lot more than arguing with you about certain things. That's the first time she's ever said she was wrong. No, I, I say it all the fucking time. <laughs> I'm wrong about a lot. Yeah, I don't know. So just like, like Jackie said, you know, it can be any kind of product. And as long as you get really excited about it and you're invested in it and, and you want to share that story, whatever that story is, you know, even if you're working on something shitty, there's something that you can, you can find a great story. You can find something great to tell. And again, not that I want to promote everything and I don't. And there's a lot of things where I'm like, oh, dude, this is just like really, I hate how this company runs, or I just don't like the way that this is, and I just really don't want to promote it. And it, you have to work really hard to find something that you actually do want to tell, some kind of truth that you actually do want to tell. And sometimes those take, you know, transforming those businesses or changing who they are and how they operate and, and, and why giving them a new reason to exist and, and to make them, you know, a valuable and viable, you know, company again. And I think that's just the job to be done. Um, but yeah, really excited to just go back and, you know, this experience and everything that somebody's experienced from this restaurant previously and now what it's going to be um, in this transition. Just can't wait to people are able to come in here and see what's been done. And, and they're going to be shocked because they're not ready. They, they, I don't think they understand that we, we're actually going to transform this thing from from the ground up and yeah. for something completely different. They probably just think like, oh, it's like going to be the same food. It's going to be this and that again. It's going to be what it's like. This is going to be completely different. And I can't wait even to you know start sharing those stories more online and even to uh, you, you know, extend the business to be not just so local and what things can we make and products and things like that can we share that come from where we grew up and where we're from to be able to share them with, with everybody and it kind of extend extend the business a bit and extend the story, which is going to be awesome. Well, I'm really excited to be a part of the story. And also, I'm now, now I'm excited to actually learn from you guys here at it's so funny because like it's almost like you just had to give me your resume <laughs> you literally just had to give me your resume for me to get like all excited but i'm excited uh to to see what you guys do this weekend i mean you guys are gonna be working on a lot of projects going forward but i'm really excited to see what comes out of this weekend and uh we're at time is there anything else that you want to say no i mean you know i know this is this is probably a grand plan to like get us to move back into my, yeah. mom, my mom's basement that's what yeah. she keeps trying to I'm say worried about that. she, she worried was trying to say that. like let's get there let's all over this restaurant so you guys can move back and dave's mom's been trying to bring <laughs> dave's girlfriends to the basement for a long time it's just it i find it creepy but whatever <clears throat> i love you patty <laughs> she just loves you she just wants you to be close do you have a code oh word? yeah the code the, the code the code word the code word for today the code word for today is Regan. The code word for today is Regan. Lemon-filled donuts. 
Oh my gosh, mm. Janae makes lemon filled donuts. Janae's his cousin. She's gonna be working at the restaurant. She makes lemon filled donuts. I gotta get in and, and I'm lemon. not going. Oh, make some lemon filled donuts. Why don't you bring me back some? Well, Has that make, ever occurred to I you? I think we're painting. I think we're painting. <laughs> we're painting freaking stairs and we're building bars. There. I don't think there's gonna be any like any I actual cooking this weekend. There's not gonna be any kitchen cooking. Any kind of uh, you know, we're not doing the test kitchen this this week. Like it's such we bullshit did. because I know that I'm gonna see it on somebody's Instagram. Somebody's gonna be like, ooh. Look at the donuts that Janae made. Yeah, I think we're going to be a lot of just regular sandwiches and some just kind of You're like cold caught. cuts kind of things. You're going to get caught. Janae's been painting stairs. Yeah. She's been painting stairs and painting walls. So, <laughs> yeah, the pastry chef and, and, and the designer and all that is now, you know, painting stairs. So, again, when you run Janae a local Machado. business. Machado. If you don't know the name Janae Machado, someday you will. When you're running a local business, sometimes you got to paint the stairs. Someday sometimes you're you going to know You're gonna yeah. know the name Janae oh, Machado. Sure. Her, she's great. You know, she's pretty. amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Love you. See ya. Peace. We will talk to you next week. Bye.